Welcome to Lawler Out Loud, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Christy Lawler, and this podcast focuses on highlighting the amazing men and women that make a difference in the world. And we hope to prove that every single person has the power to make a difference and make an impact. Today's guest is Daryl Butler. So first, let me thank you, Daryl, for joining us to share your very unique story in (laughs) the world of food and beverage. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's my pleasure. We go way, way back. I mean, you're one yeah. of my oldest friends in the world. Um, and you, you <laughs> kind of happen to just have managed to stay in touch all these years. So I I would love for people to understand why I wanted you on my show. You have a very unique uh, background. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one way to put it. Uh, yeah, I mean, for those who don't know, I created the Fat Daryl sandwich. Um, it's still, it's still pretty popular out there. Actually, um, I'm hoping to do more with it um, going forward. But yeah, it's it's still, um, especially in the Northeast at Rutgers University, and then, uh, there are a lot of knockoffs around the country. Um, there's this massive sandwich that uh, that I created back in the day that's inspired a lot of spinoffs. Yeah. So explain the sandwich for people who have never been to Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, so. My version is uh, chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, French fries, lettuce, tomato, and marinara sauce on a sub roll. Well, half the people leave the lettuce tomato off, but it's, it's a, <laughs> I guess that's too healthy for them. Um, but the, uh, <laughs> the the concept started. I didn't I didn't create the concept. I think BuzzFeed ran something saying I was the original. That's actually I wasn't the first to make a fat sandwich. I created my own version of it. So the first one at Rutgers was called the uh, Fat Cat. And it was two cheeseburgers. The concept was created to put cheeseburgers and fries on the same sandwich so students wouldn't have to stop and sit down at a restaurant. They could just take the whole platter to go. So uh, healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty well, yeah. So even worse was the fact that by the like I always wanted to eat that. Like my brother was my brother's nine years older. He went to Rutgers. So I saw these fat cat things when he went there. And I I used to eat them every time I went to go visit him. And I even went to the part of my part of my choice of going to Rutgers was to eat at these trucks so oh my god really yeah these little they're called the grease trucks these little greasy food trucks they had and the fat cat was the staple sandwich I would get those every single day to the point where I finally got myself sick of them and that's that's what inspired me to come up with my own (laughs) because uh I needed something different (laughs) oh my god that's insane (laughs) (laughs) So the Fat Daryl has become a pretty pretty iconic sandwich. I mean, you've been you've been featured on how many different programs? Oh God, I don't have a I have a set count, but I mean, some of the some of the names. I mean, I I didn't expect to be on Good Morning, Good Morning America, Paula Dean. Uh, I've met Guy Fieri. Uh, I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty pretty amazing. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. I mean, just some of the <laughs> some of the people that have called me. I'm like, what me? Because <laughs> because these chicken fingers. But yeah, it's uh taking on a life of its own it's just crazy and <laughs> i can't believe that you the really part of your decision to go to rutgers was because of this the grease trucks that was that was part of it i mean i honestly didn't <laughs> want to go to college like i've always wanted to entertain people um so i really just wanted to i knew i have to kiss up the people in entertainment to do acting or hosting or music and stuff like that so i just wanted to just, just start that journey but my uh yeah, my parents weren't having that so they wanted me to go to college uh so, yeah, I, I had very weird selections for colleges. Like, I, I looked at NYU because they had a great film school. Um, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan went to UNC Chapel <laughs> so I looked, I looked there because I like Michael Jordan. Uh, but, yeah, my, my brother went to Rutgers. And, uh, yeah, those trucks, like, yeah, like, I love food. So Rutgers was uh, definitely one of the top choices. And, they're, they're, I mean, it's a great school anyway. But yeah. I, I'm not the only one to go to the school because of these sandwiches because i've heard that my like my name was brought up on half the tours of the college it's when they when they talk about different things that happen on campus they always talk about these trucks and now now they've spun off in the restaurants but they always mention the sandwich so it's, it's kind of cool that i've somehow influenced people <laughs> to go to the right? school too. So that's kind of funny right you've kind of been a part of a college experience in I'm a way like, i'm like the unofficial mascot yeah <laughs> right <laughs> Hey, they had a magazine for the Rutgers 250. So you got like uh, the biggest moments of the college. It's pretty funny because they had they had all these little like um, images on the cover of the Rutgers 250 year anniversary magazine. And 
the two biggest moments I guess they picked because dead center were President Obama speaking at the commencement speech and then me, my my idiot face eating a sandwich next to him. Like, this is hilarious. Oh my god. <laughs> like, like why I'm in the dead center of this magazine, but yeah, yeah there I am. Okay, so that's pretty amazing company. I mean, if you're gonna get featured and highlighted <laughs> next to something else, President Obama giving a commencement speech is pretty high up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah pretty, pretty high praise from the college. So thanks, Rutgers. Right. Yeah, I guess they're proud of you. You've you've uh, done well. See, it's a good thing you went to college. Well, they're they're kind, they're kind of proud of me. Like they 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 like the students coming there, but they also used to kind of shun the trucks. Like they want to be known for their academic. It's a great school. They're like the eighth yeah. oldest school in the country. I think Ben Franklin's grandson went there. So, so it's a big deal school. So I think they want to be known for academics and athletics. But yeah, yeah, most people know about the sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <for sure. laughs> Sorry, Rucker. Well, you know what though? It's okay because schools are always known for different things. Yeah. So yeah, that's okay. Definitely. That's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. And plus you have to eat when you're at school anyway. So it's better than being known for how bad your cafeteria food is. Right. <laughs> actually, I actually had contacts at the cafeteria. So I actually liked my cafeteria food. Like they would, they would serve me <laughs> secret non-menu things. And then once I made the sandwich, I, I had free food for, yeah, I was, I was set for the duration of my college experience. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Of course you had connections. In the oh, cafeteria. Yeah. Got a- Daryl gets his own off menu selections. Oh, they they really did. Like I, I had there was one time they were serving burgers, but the dude brought me a steak. I'm like, this is awesome. Like I was I was wearing a chef hat. Like it was it was uh, uh, anywhere there's food, I'm I'm gonna find my way to make some kind of contact. So yeah, that was that was my college experience too. Oh my gosh. Okay, just tell me a little bit about how you actually came to the point of developing your own version of the fat sandwich. Yeah. Like, what was-, was that like for you? It was uh, it wasn't on purpose. I mean, I know a lot of students try to make the things on purpose. Now they see, you know, Good Morning America and Paula Dean and stuff. But for me, it was just uh, I was sick of getting the fat cat all the time. And um, the whole week I was craving chicken fingers and mozzarella sticks and fries. Um, I had a really rough day that day that I went there. I think I went to I got I was late to class. I got yelled at by the instructor. <laughs> I had gotten a fight with somebody. I mean, like me verbally, not like. Man of peace, but uh, but uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, we went to some frat party, I bought broken up, and it was terrible. So by the time we got to these trucks, it was like one a.m. I was tired, and it was a long day, and I didn't want the same stuff anymore. So the way it worked, there was this big courtyard. They had six trucks, and they used to call you over. They did all try to get you to go to their trucks. I went to my favorite one at the time it was Are You Hungry, and uh, they were like, "Hey, man, you want a fat cat?" Because I would get. They knew. I mean, I was like Norm from Cheers. Yeah. I was like Norm from Cheers. Like every time I walked up, everybody knew that I was going to get a fat cat. Um, but I was like, no, not today. So it was almost. It was almost like a gasp. <laughs> I, <laughs> so like what? So uh, I started looking at the side menu, and like I said, I was craving chicken fingers. I was craving mozzarella sticks. I was craving fries. I'm not great at math, but yeah, looking at that side menu, I knew I couldn't afford it. <laughs> it was like twelve or thirteen dollars, and in college, I didn't. You know, I was eating ramen. Easy man. So um, the fat cat was 450. So I figured if I could hustle these guys into making something like a fat cat with my own ingredients, you know, the same concept, so the fries and everything, if I could get them to do that, I could get all the stuff I was craving, but I'd only pay 450. And they agreed to do it. <laughs> they fell for it. So, um, oh my God. So I told them to put chicken fingers on. I had them put the mozzarella sticks that I wanted. I had to put the fries. I wanted all that. I already, I already knew that was, that was the base. Then I had to glue it together somehow. So I just randomly thought of marinara sauce. I figured it'd be like a chicken parm. Makes sense. Yeah, I thought it'd be like a chicken yeah. parm or something. Then um, the original one that I came up with, I threw lettuce and tomato on. I guess I had, I'm, I'm, I also work out. So I guess there was fitness guilt. So I threw, I threw lettuce and tomato on. <laughs> Make it healthy. You just eat healthy-ish. <laughs> it's still like 1,100 calories. But, um, but yeah, they, uh, they threw that on there. And then, um, like I said, at, at the time it was that there, there were food trucks. It wasn't a, uh, a brick and mortar restaurant. So I started eating it, but the girl behind me with her boyfriend, they heard my order. So they asked to try it. And then the people behind them, they heard what was going on. So they wanted to try it. So I'm standing there eating with my friends and 50 people in a row ordered the same exact thing that I ordered. And oh my uh, gosh. I only say 50 because I left at some point and went back to my dorm just thinking that was the end of the story. But 
people kept coming in telling me that more people were ordering it. And uh, we were jokingly calling the Fat Daryl, so that's what it was being sold under. So people were telling me that Fat Daryl's, like, they were like a couple hundred sold all in the first night. So, so, so uh, the next morning, they asked me to show up at all the trucks, and they officially painted my name on, the, on all the trucks. I had to make these. They look like 90s. Like, I look like Boys the Men or something. I made these stupid, like, <laughs> cheesy posters <laughs> to put on all the trucks. So I'm, like, kneeling in front of a car. It was dope. But I'll, <laughs> of course you were. I was, yeah, yeah, I thought I was cool. <laughs> Shades on, but I'll, they they put they put that on the side of the truck and officially made it a menu item, and, and it became number one like instantly. So, oh my god, yeah, it was a top seller for a long time. So yeah, that's that that was that was the origin of number one. <laughs> this is just hilarious to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was interesting. That <laughs> was it was pretty wild. Uh, especially yeah. the, the response the next day, like going to classes and stuff, because it just it instantly took on a life of its own. So, I mean, from the school papers to even professors, I was getting like rounds of applause on the bus, <laughs> on the like going into class, people high five me. It was it, it it like it was sophomore year. It was only my second semester, but it really did set everything up because I had free food. Like everybody knew me. It was it was a great time. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I can't imagine you're a sophomore. You were like what, 21, 20? Uh, no, I, I graduated from Rutgers at 20 actually. So I was um I was hold on. I was 19. Oh my god. Yeah. First first uh, your 15 minutes of fame stretched into, you know, 20 plus years. Oh, <laughs> Over a sandwich. Uh, 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 <laughs> I, I hope nobody, nobody out there do the math. Don't do the math out there. <laughs> I try to be timeless like a vampire, so don't don't start adding. But uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't for fame. Like I said, it was, I was just trying to get. Free, no. I was trying to get free food. But um, I know. But then, yeah, I mean, um, like once my cheesy poster was on the side and people saw the response, then other people wanted the same thing. So that's where the the whole fame thing started because. Other people yeah. saw my picture on the side of the truck. So like, I want that. Like I want high fives and, and sign people's foreheads and stuff. So, um, Oh my God. So they, so other kids started going to their favorite truck and, you know, making whatever they wanted. Like they're like asking to do the same thing. And then the trucks wanted to try and strike gold again. So all of a sudden you had 60 or 70 homemade flyers on the side of these trucks and it became an eyesore. So the, uh, yeah. the college, that's when the college got a little, little salty over that. So, they, um, we made a challenge where you had to eat three in an hour to be able to name your own. And then to yeah. me, that's it was college, though. I mean, that's easy. So now the current version is five and 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. The, that, and that was the genesis of the fat challenge was the copycat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People were, too many people were trying to imitate what I did. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the challenge, the challenge came and it's a tough challenge. I mean, it was like man versus I'm not going to give it away but adam richmond on man vs. food had a very difficult time getting through that challenge i remember i watched that episode that was years ago <laughs> i tried to pep to and for the record i still have never been to rutgers i've never experienced the grease trucks on my own or the brick and mortar versions of the restaurants but i have had one at lincoln financial field well, i did have one there yeah 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 it was at lincoln financial field and honestly the uh so the guy Oh, well, two things. The trucks are gone for the most, like, it's just brick and mortar. So if you ever go out, it's a little bit different experience. But um, am I allowed to talk about where you lived in the past? <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. All right. So back in the day, so the guy, um, Tony, the guy's, he was, his nickname was Greasy Tony, who came with the fat cat. Like, that's who I give all credit to. I forgot his real last name, but Tony came up with the fat cat concept in, like, 79 or something like that. I came up with, with the fat barrel, like, decades later. But that guy actually had a restaurant in Arizona. Okay. And I didn't know when I lived out in Arizona for like a year. We overlapped for like a year or so, but he, I, I couldn't find where he was, and they passed away, unfortunately. Because I was going uh, I, I to go and thank him for, <laughs> for my whole college experience, but I never got a chance to in person. Right. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. I forgot, I forgot where it was. It was in either – either Tucson or I can't remember where he, where his restaurant was, but it was, yeah, it was somewhere between Phoenix and Tucson. Oh, well, there's plenty between Phoenix and Tucson. There's <laughs> a lot of podo yeah. towns on I-10. It's a pretty big area. <laughs> yeah, I can't right. There's a span there. My memory's shot. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so 
Okay. Now, thank you for telling me that story and, and kind of going into the history of it, because I think like I've heard it before, but it's been a, it's been over 10 years, I think, since we last talked about the actual genesis of the Fat Daryl sandwich and and everything that's come from that. But kind of fast forward, there's a lot that you've done um, in and out of our industry um, since you created the sandwich. So kind of go into that a little. Uh, yeah, I mean, so again, my, uh, my real goals are to be, but not real goals, my other goals are to be in front of a camera. So, I mean, I'm still, I would ideally love to have my own show since I've been a guest on so many. It's like, give me, give me the platform. <laughs> so, uh, that, that would be kind of cool. Uh, but in the meantime, yeah, I do, I have a foodie group on, uh, it's called Phenomenon Nominal on, uh, on Facebook and I do a lot of social media stuff. Um, I also expanded, as you alluded to, I expanded the sandwich into a couple stadiums and a couple restaurants. The goal is that since there are so many copycats out there, some people only know the copycats. So I would probably, at some point, Are You Hungry? And I will probably team up to, to bring the original version around the country too. Um, yeah. Then I do, I do a lot in the sports industry. Like uh, the, I worked for the Philadelphia Eagles, which is part of what led to it being at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. So mm -hmm. um, I currently work for, several sports teams in Atlanta. So the goal is to try and possibly expand to more stadiums down here or, you know, talk to one of the, uh, like, well, a couple of the um, companies that do stadium catering and see if I can get it into multiple venues. So, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the goal is to get that original out to everybody at some point. But in the meantime, you know, I'm just doing my thing, blogging, um, the live events production, well, as much as I can with it being Ronalicious outside. <laughs> um, Yeah. And uh, and yeah, the social media presence. I mean, I, I, I do a lot of like foodie content online, too. So hopefully that'll spin off to a show okay. or something at some point. But having fun doing what I'm doing right now, too. Yeah. And then you have a day job. Uh, yeah, well, several. <laughs> um, but a lot of them, <laughs> a lot of on hiatus. But like I said, I work for the um, I work for the Atlanta Hawks on the entertainment team. I work for the Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta United. Well, overall, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, but I'm in the live events department. So any event that happens at that stadium, I work there. Uh, I work for Live Nation, but we're not really doing much there. And actually, today is the today to the very day is the last event I worked for Live Nation. It was a uh, I was Pee Wee Herman's runner <laughs> for um for um what? it was like a Pee Wee's Big Adventure like reunion thing. That was the last event we did. Wait. With actual Pee-wee? Actual Pee-wee. Yeah, one year ago today, <laughs> one year ago today, I had to walk him from his dressing room to the stage, and he had like, a monitor, and he was talking about the, uh, the 35th anniversary of the movie. Yeah, actual, actual Pee-wee. Oh, <laughs> God, I, quote, I still quote that movie constantly. Oh, so do I. It's, uh, it's, my, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> I know. I know. Me too. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Can you believe it's been a year? Yeah, yeah, two weeks not, of Netflix and chill. Fifty-two weeks later. Uh, yeah, it's been, <laughs> there um, we are. It's been pretty wild. I mean, I'm I I still feel I I feel blessed to even be, you know, still surviving right now. I don't be in it. People had they were a rough year. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they didn't do so well mentally through all this financially. It's just been it's been rough on a lot of people. So I'm I'm grateful for the ability to even yeah. you know have this conversation with you right now because a lot of people aren't here anymore. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I'm grateful for surviving it too. It just, and when you survive anything you survive in your life, no matter how big or how small or how traumatic, it just makes you stronger on the other side yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. one more thing you've been able to overcome. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, and looking back at all of the challenges I've faced in my, in my life, I, I'm like, okay, I'm tougher because of that. That situation, as bad as it sucked, taught me something yeah. and that's actually one of the questions I always ask is um if if the person I'm talking to can give me an example of a very negative time space or experience that when they were going through it it was just a nightmare maybe you know as they often are but looking back what you took from it what you learned from it how you grew from it you're like I, I, it's a positive thing I went through that because this is where I came out of it with this extra strength or skill set or whatever do you have one of those that pops into mind in, in quickly well i mean the tie into the to the sandwich itself i mean like that that was that started because i had an awful day <laughs> i mean um like i said I mean, <laughs> the party I went to trash <laughs> my classes were boring me like everything was frustrating that day um 
So I wanted to end the day on a high note. I want to change that. Day, and that's kind of what led to me just rattle off those ingredients at that truck that night. Um, you know, I, I probably could have just packed it and went home, just like tucked it out. But I was still trying to save that day, even even with a small moment. I mean, you know, I guess it was just like my, my the guilty pleasure of the food. It sounds kind of funny tying that in, but it, it did lead to a much better day for the, I mean, much yeah. better college experience overall. Actually, I went from a bad day to a great year. So, yeah, yeah that's hilarious so eating your feelings <laughs> it did it did that's what we're learning yes, yes, yes. <laughs> i i spent a lot of time eating and drinking my feelings the past year <laughs> uh, i hear that yeah yeah well i, I didn't even finish rattle off all the day jobs so my personal trainer side is cringing right now but yeah don't don't always eat your feelings but yeah every every once no. every now and then every now and then <laughs> yeah no, um, yeah. Now I'm having to. Now I'm having to kickbox my feelings oh, nice. out. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I really like it. It's so good for stress relief, and it's way better than eating and drinking my feelings. <laughs> Can you, are you are you making contact with the bag, or are you? Uh, is it in the air? Is it cardio, or is it like? Are you actually kicking something? Oh no, I'm kicking and punching. Oh. I'm wearing gloves. Nice. I really, really love nice. it. Now I don't land all of the kicks and punches <laughs> because you know how physically coordinated I am and, and and that is not at all. I literally I was walking last night and I fell off the curb. Walking. <laughs> stone sober. I'm so not coordinated. Yeah, well, so I don't land all the punches and often I feel stupid in the gym. Um because the speed bag is just my nemesis. <laughs> but uh I do it. I show up and I do the things and I like it. But <laughs> I mean, that, that, that ties to what you're saying, though. I mean, it, like failing at it forces you to get better and eventually you're going to master it. So, yeah, keep yeah. going. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So um, obviously you kind of touched on like your your career goals, um, like to have your own show. What is your own show about? Um, I, well, I think the natural time would be kind of like a travel foodie type like news magazine almost or you know just to travel yeah. like travel foodie type thing with big personality because i have a big mouth so it definitely couldn't be some straight shooter thing <laughs> like uh, i definitely have to tie in some of my weird personality too but yeah i mean i think that would be the like even though i do actual acting and i do music and stuff like that i think since so many people know me already as quote-unquote fat daryl it just makes sense to start like pick up where we left off before i branch out to the other stuff but um, I like those, yeah. just like the sandwich is like a, it's like a culinary Swiss army knife. So is, so I, I like the people that are like that too. You got like, like Jennifer Lopez does everything. The rock does everything. Will Smith does everything. Yeah. So I don't think I, you know, so if I want to have restaurant locations, if I want a TV show doing this serious acting music, I mean, age, age and, um, the ability to multitask it doesn't matter like you could do it all <laughs> like these people, i yeah. love that these people do all this stuff because it just shows it's inspiring to see like that you can have it all instead yeah. of being painful yeah exactly yeah there, I, you're right that being able to actually use all of your talents and not just be really good at one thing that's that's really fun. I'm one of those. I, I'm not. I'm not a multi-talented person. You are. You are. But okay. <laughs> I'm a multitasker. There's a difference. So, like, my talents lie in this kind of a specific area. I'm a little bit more of in a box or maybe a cylinder. <laughs> but because um, I'm not like one of those triple threats, I can't sing, act, and dance. Um, <laughs> but. I'm one of those people where my brain is never, my brain never shuts off. And I enjoy that yeah, because yeah. I'm constantly coming up with new ideas and being an entrepreneur, I'm able to immediately act on my own ideas, which is really, really fun. And I like that. So I admire when other people are able to like do multiple different things and do them well, because that inspires me because I'm like, okay, maybe I'm good at only a few things, but I'm, I can have the ideas where I'm like, I just hire the people that are better at those things where they fl flesh out my ideas. Yeah, seriously, that, that's a power to have all. That's that's incredible. And if I ever do a uh, kickboxing video, I, I know who to call. <laughs> oh, no, don't. My God, my son, Keegan, he was at the gym with me one day, like a few months ago, and he decided to TikTok me kickboxing. <laughs> 
And I'm like, and he's like, mom, I put you on TikTok. And I'm like, oh, sweet God, nobody needs to see a woman in her 40s in the suburbs kicking a bag poorly. And, and what, what's, what's that TikTok handle? Just uh, just for the people so we know. Right? I don't even know. I don't even know. I didn't even know he was on TikTok. That's funny. He's eight. Does he do all the dances and stuff? Is he doing all like... I, I don't know. He's constantly on That's TikTok, funny. and I'm like, I need to kind of watch what he's watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a few challenges out there you might not want him participating in, but overall, it's harmless. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I lean on my son to teach me what's cool and what's happening next. Yeah, yeah. So that's... <sighs> That's how cool I am, <laughs> clearly, because I'm taking guidance from an eight-year-old. <laughs> he sounds pretty cool, though. In, 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 in your defense, he sounds like a cool eight-year-old. So, yeah, I would follow him, too. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. I don't even know if he has a page or a handle. Um, I'm <laughs> yeah, well, don't, 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 I was kidding. Don't, don't give me that out anyway. You, to, yeah, yeah, no, you never right? know. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, okay, so... All of these wonderful adventures that your life and <laughs> accidental um, eating your feeling <laughs> days have taken you on, like this whole journey, like, is there anything you would go back and change or do differently? Like, not necessarily any regrets, but anything where you're like, man, I really wasted time there, or I really didn't, I didn't focus enough here. Anything like that pop into your mind? Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are a few. I, mean, I try not to look backwards too much. But one thing I tell people, um, so my, I've, I've always had a hard time slowing down. You, my brain doesn't shut off, kind of like yeah. you. So I, I want to, like, accomplish everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, doesn't matter yeah. how old I am or where I'm at or how big the odds are, I'm going to make the make a run at everything. So um, yeah. my parents retired during my college, during my sophomore year, actually. And my, my grandparents were really sick. Um, I'll fast forward the story, but long story short, I knew that I would have to be on my own in New Jersey and I would need a job and working and going to school at the same time, stuff. So I highlighted 25 classes, 25 credits, uh, 31 credits, and six, like an internship. Like I, I ended up highlighting a full year's worth of stuff and I finished at the age of 20 in my junior year. Um, but wow. and it's yeah, I mean, and that's the response. I know, like, if people, you know, I graduated at the age of twenty from Rutgers in three years. It sounds cool, but in hindsight, I would have just done the credits, but stayed in for that extra year. I didn't realize. I thought I'd have more access to like walk into Hollywood studios and walk into dream jobs with the degree, but that student ID has power. <laughs> and if I would have just stayed in an internship, yeah. I would have had access to every single person I probably ever want to talk to, um, and also. Yeah. yeah, the other one would probably be the um, the sandwich kind of hit me by surprise. Like when it got named number one in the country by Maxim Magazine, I wasn't a business. I was just, you know, I was a hungry college kid. It was some infamy. I made a couple of newspapers. I thought that was it. I didn't expect to still be doing TV appearances now <laughs> for that. So um, when it first started, there wasn't TikTok and Twitter and all that stuff. So I didn't yeah. fully know how to. There wasn't yeah, yeah, I mean, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to fan the flames on all that to fully capitalize on it. I was kind of winging it. You know what I mean, like the, all these places were booking me, but I didn't know how to propel that. So between those two things, I'd probably be where I, I at least closer or at the goals I set for myself if I'd done those two yeah. things differently. But you know, it's I'm not dead yet. It's not over, so I can still reach those goals. And I'll, I'll stay in shape. I'll, I don't care if I'm 90 and I pull it off. I'm still gonna do it. Oh my God. I love it. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> Cause there's still chance. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's like the most dark and twisty optimism <laughs> I think I've ever heard. There's your pep talk kids. <laughs> right. Until you're dead, it's not over. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, if, if I could tell somebody like it sounds cool to graduate in three years, it sounds very impressive in interviews, but yeah, I would have stayed in for the extra year. And then, um, but, and I'm still proud of myself for seizing some of the moments I had, but I didn't know the full business. Like I had to go backtrack and like, like register the name. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I didn't have the I, the Fat Daryl sandwich name wasn't registered when it went number one. So I didn't know I had to. I didn't know I needed to do that. And then all of a sudden, I saw all these people like, their interest. I'm like, oh wait. So uh, I was kind of caught off guard. Right, you have to protect. Well, I was caught off. Yeah, I was. I didn't. I didn't know Maxim was going to name it number one. Like all of that hit me by surprise. So if I had better prep for that or 
Like if I had the team around me to help propel that, I probably would have gone even further than I did. But um, so, yeah. yeah. But, so those those are two things. But still, it's not. But still, it's worked out pretty well. <laughs> even though yeah. you know you you've created an accidental icon out of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and that's really cool. And and your your life is you're constantly on a new journey. You're constantly doing something different, and and your process is you are proof of evolution, right? Like no matter what happens today, something new happens tomorrow and you're constantly changing and shifting and growing and diversifying your skill set. And I've always admired that about you. And now you're, you're engaged. Now. I am. I am. <laughs> and that's a new that's development. A very new de- so yeah, the beginning of coronavirus. So yeah, we're going, we're talking about this time last year. So uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium was going to host the Final Four, like the uh, NCAA Final Four tournament. So I thought I was going to get to see Rutgers playing here because they were supposed to make the tournament. I was dodging relationships. I hadn't gone out on – I hadn't dated anybody in like a year at that point this time last year. Like my whole life was – now all of a sudden I'm, I'm engaged. <laughs> like there are no events. I'm wearing a mask when I go outside. Like like life is, life right. is actually fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So did you meet her during Corona? Uh, we we met up during Corona, but we knew each other. She actually went to my high school. Um, we just I don't I don't remember. She's gonna kill me hearing this, but I don't remember. I don't really remember her from high school. But she remembers she remembers me. Uh, but she was we only overlapped for a little bit. She's a she was a professional Broadway dancer, so she she disappeared after like a month or so. Anyway, but then I guess oh. feels as though like fate was trying to bring us together because for a lot of several times, because we actually lived near each other. I didn't know that until recently. And um, we worked in the same building where I was the fitness manager and she worked in the spa. <laughs> so it, and it, that was, wow. that was, but again, I don't remember. We, neither one of us remember interacting there either. So it's just weird that all of a sudden uh, we've always been Facebook friends sitting on each other's Facebook list for years and, you know, jokingly flirting, but then all of a sudden, I guess I don't take hints very well because she actually clubbed me over the head and just told me like, this isn't just flirting. Like I'm actually into you. I'm like, Oh, and, uh, oh my like, God. Oh, okay. I mean, so you have to do that. Sometimes. I like yeah, her. I She's like, okay, let me help you out. Yours. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what she said. It was lots. Yeah. She's like, you're an idiot. I'm into you. You want me or not? I'm like, Oh, uh, so I mean, our chemistry had already been I like, like it was instant chemistry. I mean, uh, it was, but she lived in New Jersey. I'm down here uh, in Atlanta. So yeah, we met up for the first time. We had to literally risk <laughs> life or death to get together because we met up. I'm uh, picking her up at the airport in December. Was uh, that was my first time venturing out for months. Like I, I pretty much locked down and followed every protocol until that point where I went to the where. I went, yeah. Wow. So, but. That's crazy. And what's the state of uh, of Georgia? Like, are they open at a hundred percent? Georgia doesn't care about Rona. <laughs> so, well, neither does Florida, and evidently Texas has lukewarm feelings. Well, yeah, so, fortunately, so. um, the the mayor of Atlanta and like a lot of these other major cities, they they care. Um, and I guess I'm, I don't want to I don't want to say it's care versus not care, but the governor here definitely was willing to open up a lot faster than most of the government, most of the mayors. So um, the mayors are still trying yeah. to put ordinances in so people would follow things. And then like, they're still at least telling people that they should still distance and wear masks and things like that. And most people are, most people are complying for the most, uh, but you know, I mean, it's, you get pushed to put people, people um, were arguing over wearing seatbelts when that became a law <laughs> back in the day. So uh, I don't know, people just don't like being told what to do. So. Unless this, unless a store makes you wear a mask, a lot of people aren't wearing them. But uh, everywhere else, yeah, most people, I mean, yeah. it's kind of, I think they're still putting a lot of pressure on people to do it. So these mayors are still kind of picking up where the governor might say, you can do whatever you want. The mayors are like, whoa, 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 you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's kind of interesting, <laughs> like uh, in Texas, when they announced Governor Abbott announced that Texas would go back to 100% capacity. I'm like, yay, <laughs> restaurants can return. This is awesome. And then he was like, and no masks. And I'm like, oh, that's 
may not go so well. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yes, know. It's, I, I was just in Florida. I was just I mean, in Florida, and people were like, there was a, uh, my Eric and I, we, my fiance, we were sitting at the at the table. We were wearing we were wearing masks, placing our order, and there was a bar that was just full of senior citizens, all just sitting stacked on top of each other, no mask. I'm like, what? Wow. Okay. So maybe they're like herd immunity, or we all die together. Maybe it's like yeah, maybe it's a pact. It is some some <laughs> twisted some twisted movie plot. <laughs> right. Let's go to a restaurant and get Corona. <laughs> You know, like one guy in the group that was like, uh, I thought we were talking about beer. <laughs> I signed up for the wrong day out of the season. Well, yeah, well, I, I, was, I was in Florida because <laughs> I was working the Super Bowl. I mean, even even at that event, the protocols were, I think a lot of people are still following. I mean, the the people on the, the people that aren't following or that are the, the most vocal get the most attention on the news. But I still see a lot of people trying to end this thing by by just wearing the mask and separating themselves but it's just it's it's interesting times it's uh, it's an interesting debate <laughs> yeah well i mean we were officially able to not wear a mask uh as of what two days ago and i was out yesterday out and about running errands and everybody was still yeah. wearing masks so i that gave me i i honestly until we're at that herd immunity point I think it's better for those that can be out and about to be out and about, but wear a mask because you never know kind of like, you know, the, uh, the chain of the other people that you encounter. It's just, it's just a polite thing to do. It's not a hundred percent, but it's the, it's polite. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I'm wearing, like when I was looking at these senior citizens at the bar, like, I'm like, I'm wearing this for you. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? Like, right? but, uh, I know. Be like, <laughs> it's coming after you. Uh, I mean, here, here in here in Georgia, um, it, re- it does come down to the store again. I mean, uh, because there there was one time, there was once. Yeah, I've like I was walking through the grocery store. Some people wearing them. A lot of people aren't. I mean, it's it's been like that for months. I think we're only locked down for like three weeks here. Yeah, really? by by April April twenty twenty, you could do. I mean. There, there was you could pretty much do whatever you want by April 2020, but most of the mayors were still trying to implement stuff, and then the stores themselves were making their own rules because you know any store that yeah. didn't believe in wearing them, yeah, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's a liability thing too. Like if you're, I remember I went to Boston to visit my sister nice. in January, <laughs> and Boston. yeah. yeah. Uh, love it. Me love too. Town. It was, I've never seen it yeah. like that though. It was so sad to see like how everything was so shut down and the rules that were in place, like sitting at a restaurant at a table, like you're, you're spaced out. There's plastic everywhere. Wow. I mean, it was like the most septic environment, like clean, um, was completely like all surfaces sanitized down to like I felt like they were ready to spray our table when we sat <laughs> at it and then spray our table when we touched it like it was crazy right but we couldn't order a cocktail or a glass of wine or anything until we placed an order for food that was already in the POS system so they had to come back to take our drink order and then my sister and I went to Trader Joe's to pick up some stuff and I walked down the aisle because they have, like, you have to only go in a certain way. Like, everything's a one way. And everybody has to follow the same trajectory oh, through geez. the store. Yeah. Crazy. And I, and I recognized that. And I was following the arrows. And then I'm in one aisle. And I backtracked. And my sister's like, you can't go back. It's one way. And I'm like, holy shit. This is crazy. This is this is too much, okay? Just because I wanted to walk back ten feet to grab something that I passed, yeah, oh my yeah. Gosh. I didn't feel like I was, you know, breaking the law, <laughs> but oh my god, like the faces and the audible gasps yeah, yeah. when I did not follow the protocol. I was like, okay, this is way different. And Boston itself was completely desolate. Yeah, that's like I've never seen that city so dead. Like it was, it was sad. Um, so I'm, I'm they're at fifty percent okay. now. Massachusetts restaurants, so that's good. But you know, just everybody's wearing masks all the well, time. Let's go. Everywhere. Let's save these restaurants. So I think. Yeah, I want to save the these thing. restaurants. Like, it's sad seeing so many closed down. Like it's, it's weird seeing these places 
at half capacity, but it's necessary. I mean, like, like I, I work again, I work sporting events. I mean, working the Super Bowl and seeing that few people this year it was weird. What? <laughs> uh, right. It was weird watching it. What, were, were you part of the field crew um, for the past? Yeah, I do the yeah, pregame, postgame, and halftime show. So uh, this is my third year. This this was was my third one. So I help. Uh, yeah. yeah, I help set up like the staging and stuff for the halftime shows, and then like and the pre and post game. Awesome, awesome! But it was it was probably there weren't a lot of people. Uh, no, I mean it was it was. I, I know if I, I liked the weekend, so I thought he, I thought he did a great job. But I know a lot of people were were complaining about oh, this, yeah. but there's only so much. I mean, there's only so much you could do on the field <laughs> with no crowd to like like. Like half people in the crowd yeah. were cardboard cutouts. <laughs> I mean, we, only, we only had like, like the third. It was only a third, like maybe thirty-three percent occupancy. So, uh, I don't know. Was, hopefully, next year is different uh, in LA. But <laughs> it was it was definitely a weird vibe. But in the in the same regards, I have a great story for the uh, for my engagement. I mean, that's like a movie, like risking it all for a pandemic. I will tell I will tell our future kids, <laughs> Daddy risked it all for money. <laughs> <laughs> right that's hilarious oh i thought the weekend did a great job i thought it was an excellent i thought it, yeah i mean it was more cinematic than yeah you know, i thought they utilized the space pretty well but i mean you know everybody's gonna complain if it's not their guy like everybody's like oh it should have been metallica it should have been taylor swift like i mean you you can't please everybody but uh, we did the best we could so <laughs> we'll see what we get next week right no it was i loved the weekend and it was a good show my kids loved watching it and i thought it was i really liked how like even all of the backup uh, entertainers on the stage with him, they all had their masks yeah. on, and I liked that the way that they turned masks into yeah. art. Like I thought visually, it was really intense. I really enjoyed the it's show. Good, good. That, um, and I thought, I thought, I thought it was awesome considering the levels of impossibility going into preparing for it this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, just seeing it pulled off. I mean, they had us distance, like, because uh, I'm there for all this, like, rehearsals and sound checks and stuff like that. So we all had to wear masks. All of our food was in to-go stuff. They really did a great job in the fact that, I mean, I was, I was shocked they even pulled off that full season. And that that's kind of what made me comfortable doing that is working for Mercedes-Benz Stadium down here, too. We did a great job, like, seeing everybody step up to all these challenges. I mean, Going back to your adversity question, I mean, 2020, yeah, I mean, everybody's like, uh, 2020 was terrible, but it was uncomfortable, but there was a lot of progress that was forced to, like, people were forced to adapt to a lot of things and, like, overcome things. Technology jumped. Um, social social issues were addressed that might not have been addressed. I'm engaged. I'll keep saying that. <laughs> I, I bring her. I'm very I bring, happy I, I bring the phone in there, but I think she's sleeping. I'll put her on here snoring. She'll probably kill me. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like adversity forces change. And I think I don't, in hindsight, I honestly don't think 20, I mean, 2020 was awkward, <laughs> but I don't, I, I yeah. think a, technology, like Amazon alone, but they increased what 15, 15 years of technology happened in one year. So right. that's amazing. Like, it really, it's kind of amazing. Like we, we, I mean, humans, we adapt. That's kind of like our thing, yeah. right? But wow, to watch the adaptation in such a microscope of one year, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's, it's just insane. And there's a quote that I often try to remind myself when I get super pissed off or disappointed that comfort <laughs> is the enemy of yeah. progress. Yeah, I love that quote. That's a great quote. I'm like, just remember this. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. It's, I don't even know whose it is. Some genius said it first. Um, but it's one of those like inner mantras that I always try to remind myself because I'll just sit here at my, at my, in my office and I'll get all you know spirally. And I'm like, ah, I got too much. Da, da, da. <laughs> and then I'll remember this. I'm like, okay, right now I'm uncomfortable with everything that's in front of me. So, okay, just start moving start progressing and it kind of gets it's me good back stuff. You, need, you need a kickboxing bag right in your now. office too yeah. see now we're, we're going back from kickboxing yeah yeah <laughs> oh no after this i'm gonna go hit the gym because i gotta call at the normal time that i hit the gym i'm, I'm gonna do it nice. early today okay go you <laughs> yeah yeah i like it i like it a lot um well i want to know okay and this is the question that i ask that people have it's 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 hard to answer 
Um, but there's no way <laughs> to get it wrong. Um, but it kind of gives a lot of insight into the person's the person's character, like who they are. It pretty much kind of outlines that in okay. one sentence, aside from the entire interview. Um, but what would you want the <laughs> listening audience to know about Daryl? Oh Bartlett? wow, <laughs> that's a curveball. Um, Uh, I guess, I mean, my, my goal is to entertain the world through whatever medium I could do. I just love being creative. So uh, whether it's food, whether it's music, whether it's TV, I just like putting smiles on people's faces. And if I can, if I can make one person smile each day, it sounds cliche, but literally if I can make one person smile each day, I've done my job. That's an awesome answer. (laughs) Thank you. I like it. Well, okay. So your box is, your box is checked for today because I've already smiled Uh, multiple times. Um, (laughs) So task completed. Uh, I'm going back to bed. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I've thought about that. I already did my morning meditation. I'm like, maybe I need to I've got I need to start meditating. That's good stuff. I'm glad you do that. I I need to start. Oh, Well, obviously, I've gotten really into podcasts, especially yeah. hosting my own. So I have like my favorite meditation podcast. Now, was that, that from was that from um, coronavirus, or were you doing that before? Like a lot of people got into meditation and stuff because they were at home with nothing else, to do. <laughs> and, and they started right? discovering. Did you did you learn this before, or was this something you've been doing for years? No, no, I've always had a hard time quieting my brain. Me too. Um, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't shut off. And I discovered it because Corona really, really sent my brain into high gear. So <laughs> sleep was something that maybe saw me for the same, a day. Same way. Yeah. And that's just, yeah, it was not sustainable. I was getting really easily agitated. Like everything was setting me off. I was constantly stressed. I stopped eating and I was over drinking and all of the wheels were coming quickly gotcha. off my train. Um, yeah, I was just turning into huh. a total wreck. And I started like using the meditation apps to fall asleep uh, at night. And all of a sudden I was getting eight hours. And I was like, oh my God, my day is so much more um, I'm, I'm fulfilled. Like I'm, I'm rested enough to process all of my thoughts and to actually move on ideas instead of just sitting here in this state of semi-paralysis where... I'm too lazy to do the things that I need to do. And I want to do the things, but I'm holding myself back because I'm afraid of doing them. And, you know, it was that, that weird space that I inhabited for a good portion of 2020. Um, But yeah, I've just really expanded on it. And now I'll just, you know, pop on a quick 10 minute episode and kind of like rejuvenate and reset for my day ahead, especially when i have a long i need to start doing that we have we're we're very well you've stayed in contact for so long because we're very similar (laughs) so i'm the same way i I didn't think i could shut my brain off enough to do the meditation but i might have to give it a shot then that's that the app's the only way to help honestly because you know for people like us that have the noise the constant noise and the constant ideas it is impossible to shut it down and i would love to be able to just like close my eyes and mentally focus on a created space and really just then out. My brain will never allow me to do that immediately. Thoughts start coming, but this has been, this has been the solution because it takes me to a place where my brain is crowded by following the directions of the podcast. Um, And then I'm, yeah. So I can't have those other thoughts pop in because I'm focused on the breath, and the and following the directions, yeah. so I highly recommend it because it I will definitely, definitely give helps. that a shot. Um, yeah, as I get as I keep getting older, my brain is louder. Like the voice, is it's kind of like I, I want to accomplish more things. Like I, you know, like the clock, the clock is there. So that brain, yeah, that voice keeps oh, yeah. keeps getting louder. So yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, but you know, the good thing about all the ideas that are circulating and percolating at every different time is I'm always like, ooh, I should <laughs> yeah. do this next. And then I do it. I wake up the next day and I do it. Or sometimes, and this is not a healthy habit, folks, I get my ass out of bed and go do the things <laughs> and then end up pulling an all-nighter. <laughs> oh, but that's how Jab Mixology was born. 
it's one of those things where like uh, the idea popped into my head and I was like, well, I can't rest That's until awesome. I start this. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I, this has been so much fun and you've been so entertaining and so gracious to like give me an yeah, hour wow. of your time. <laughs> um and answer all of my crazy questions <laughs> yeah this has been great i mean like again we've known each other like junior year of high school so this uh yeah it's great it's great catching up i know i know i know and so please uh get list of ways that you want people to reach yeah, you great. Uh, they want to yeah, uh, fat leads to the general website uh, all the social media links are there but um uh, I'm probably most active on Facebook. So my foodie group is phenomenal. Nominal. It's probably hard to spell. But, um, uh, there's also at fat Daryl on Facebook and Twitter. I need to use Twitter more, but I have it. Um, and then uh, on Instagram, it's at fat Daryl's LLC. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And I'll put your links too in, uh, in your okay. bio on the Sounds show good. cover. Um, so people will know how to reach you and get, you know, cool. the spelling right. Um, yeah, but thank you so much. Yeah, for thanks a lot. Congrats show. on all the success on the, this podcast is awesome. So you're doing, doing great things. I look forward to seeing what your next moves are. Oh, thank you. Oh God, I have no idea. I don't have time <laughs> oh, for you... anything else, but so, trust me, oh, it'll happen anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I know you, I know you will. It will. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know what's next? Well, thanks again. I'm so I'm really really grateful, and and it, plus it was really fun to have an hour reconnecting with one of my oldest. Again, friends yeah, no, don't you have to say oldest. He's you know like long, longest, well, longest. Dude, okay, you're younger than me. So. Just kidding. Just kidding. It's only a number. Crazy. <laughs> all right well have have a good Thank rest you. of your day and and give your give your fiance five five for me i think she's a badass oh, oh we're, we're coming out there as soon as once rona's once rona's over we're coming out there Come to the... texas is open come on over <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah. don't don't joke. We're we'll here. <laughs> I'm, right, not, we'll, I'm, uh, we'll... not. I'm not we'll be gone for the next two weeks but you know all right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk we'll yeah, soon. <laughs> all right. All right, friend. All right. Have a good day, and we'll talk soon. And thank you all for tuning in to Lawler Out Loud, Mixing Up the Mainstream.